Welcome to Kingdom Life Embassy. We're so glad you chose to tune in to another power-packed message by Dr. Maxwell Holland. If you are enjoying these podcasts, then connect with him on Facebook at Maxwell Holland. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. You know, as a child of God, you are not like anyone else. When you are looking at days and years and church and life, there's got to be a different kind of conversation that you have and even the way you view life. It's got to be different to anybody else. When you are transitioning, you can't speak about 2020 is going to be great without you really getting the revelation of what the next season looks like. You, you don't see the world the way the world sees it. The world is under the sway of the wicked one. People have New Year's Eve parties all the time. Yet their lives do not change. How pathetic is that? What's the point? Keep your balloons. Let me change. I want to be different for 2020. Is there anybody with me this morning? I don't want the same stuff that I had in the last decade. I've got to mature. I've got to grow. I've got to develop. I've got to become what God wants me to be. Something's got to change. I mean, surely, man, if you're traveling now seven years from here to Durban and you still haven't reached Durban, something with your smart mind should tell you we're on the wrong road. Something should be speaking to you and saying, by surely, but by now, I should have at least gotten a little ahead, a little step. My life should be different. My marriage should be different. My money should be different. You know what I've discovered? When I especially came back from, from the United States and the first time I got, got over the plane this year, I mean, Pastor Z was still doing a shopping in New York and I'm on the road jogging because I'm so overweight. And I'm thinking, I've got to start this exercise and I keep on going. But nothing's changing. Because listen to me. One bad meal doesn't make you fat. It's your continuous bad meals that you're eating. I'm preaching to me. Don't worry about you. I'm saying amen to me. I had to stop eating. So I, I had to change my whole routine of what I was taking in. So I... I don't eat until 12 o'clock except when the connect group leaders come and take me and eat, make me eat scones on a Saturday morning. I'm trying to get up the carbs and these people aren't helping me. So it's, it's your continuous intake of the wrong stuff that's affecting your life. So number one is that I stopped eating until 12 o'clock. So 12 o'clock, I can start eating. I stop eating at 8 o'clock at night. That's it. And in now, when I eat, I eat something that's I stay away from the cakes and the, the breads, the sweets. For a reason. I need to change everything. So all God's been dealing with us since we got back is what, are you, what changes are you going to make to your lifestyle for your future? From food. For, for, for many of you that know in the last four weeks, um, you know that I'm out of the bedroom, my home. You don't know about that? Oh, you don't? Don't worry, Pastor Z's with me. <laughs> we moved out because there's a whole renovation taking place in our bedroom. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> some of you are so shocked. It's like, what did he say? Because we need to make changes. 
And while we're doing that renovation in the natural, we are looking at our marriage. We're looking at the ministry. We're looking at the leaders. We're looking at the vision. We're looking at everything. Why? I cannot go into 2020 with the old stuff. I'm prophesying over you. You're not going to go into the old, into the new with the old thinking and the old mindset. You cannot live like that anymore. You've got to address the dysfunction. You've got to address the unforgiveness. You've got to address the bitterness. You've got to deal with what is happening in your life. Let me give you scripture. John chapter 5. Go with me there this morning. We're dealing with a series. We're training you for reigning. I want to train you so that you can think about where you're going to, what your life looks like, what your marriage, your relationships, your finances, all that it looks like so that you can address the thing inside of you that God wants you to address. Please, I would ask, I mean, look, we can't, it's impossible to stop the, t- the clock. But if I could, I want everything done before I actually enter into that place. We started the Four Change Academy and and through this, we had an academy a couple of years ago. I had to go and sit at SARS for a couple of hours this week to make sure that all my house is in order. Every bank account, everything with SARS, every, everything, why I'm removing the dysfunction in my life. My marriage, my home, a globe that hasn't been working. Just all the dysfunction, I'm dealing with it. Why? Watch this. I'm dealing with transitioning. And some people don't know how to transition. Nobody's spoken to them about transitioning. So they stay the state, they, they celebrate, they got a new year, but they're still the same. Nothing's changed. Their, their mindsets are still the, the same. They still get offended for nonsense. They don't walk in love anymore. They don't, you know, it's, it's just, they just don't move. And watch this. After this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Next verse, guys, if you're there, good morning. Anyone? Oh, praise the Lord. Now there is in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting, waiting for an event, for the moving of the water, waiting for an event. Many Christians in in the body of Christ, many people in the kingdom of God only live by events. So if I got a, con- a contract that came through, I come back and I celebrate that thing because, oh, God is good. So they wait. If the event doesn't happen, they think God's mad at them. You know, I didn't get a job. God doesn't love me. I mean, where you, you cannot live off events. You cannot wait for Christmas and you cannot wait for New Year for, to, to pop the balloons before you understand transition. This man and everybody else that stood in this place, they were waiting for another event. For an angel went down at a certain time in, into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. So I've been trusting God for this contract and the contract comes through. Yay, God loves me. I'm awesome. Let me give you a testimony. If nothing's happening, they don't even come to church. Why? They live from event to event. They're waiting for the stirring of the waters again. They won't, you, you won't find them come to church regularly. Why? It's because they are looking for who's the guest speaker tomorrow morning. The Holy Ghost is the guest speaker in this church. And He's here every week. You honor people more than you honor the Holy Spirit. And God's working in your life. How are you ever going to transition? How are you ever going to move? If you keep on waiting for an event. 
So I didn't get my, my, the gift that I wanted. So I never got the breakthrough that, you know, this year God said it's harvest and you never got your, your harvest, you never got your breakthrough yet. So what's that got to do with anything? If God doesn't do another thing in my life, I mean, He still deserves all the praise and all the glory. This certain man was there, had an infirmity, 38 years. Living from, listen, 38 years. Living from event to event. Waiting for the next event. So, so what are you going to preach on Christmas Day? None of your business. Come to church. So, so, so what's the New Year's message? None of your business. You come to church. You can't be living off an event. So are we, are we going to have balloons that are going to pop? No, we're not going to have balloons that are going to pop. You need the Word of God because you can't live from event to event. Thirty-eight. The number 38 is the number of inaccuracy. If you go through the scripture, you'll discover the number 38 is inaccuracy. That means this man sitting here for 38 years in an inaccurate position and he is not getting a breakthrough and Jesus has to uh, confront the fact that he's not transitioning. There must have been New Year's Eve parties around that pool with all that mega people getting no breakthrough. Keep going. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been that, in that condition a long time, God knows how long that condition is of yours. And how long you've been trying to swindle people or cut, cut another deal or make another plan or go in another direction. You keep on trying to do things your way because he knows your condition. Why your marriage is not, is not developing. Why your finance is not growing. Why you're not growing spiritually. He knows, your, he knows my condition and he's confronting me about my condition. It's amazing how you can leave little cracks in the wall for years. You know it must be fixed. It's a little crack. It's irritating you. Why don't you just fix it? That's the challenge that I had of my life, right? I went and said, just fix everything. And I'm not stopping until everything is sorted. Now it's, it's ministry, it's my private home, it's, it's my affairs, everything that belongs. I've got to fix it. Because God's dealing with the dysfunction and your inaccurate position your whole life. How you speak about people. How you speak to people. How you're not growing. This is all, uh, Pastor, but it's December. Can we not just, you know, sing happy songs? And then you go into 2020 with the same attitude in the same mind. How about we get God to a change this morning in this church, in my life and in yours? How about the 2020 started already? How about us going from glory to glory? Come on, somebody. He said to him, do you want to be made well? Oh, Lord, if we had time this morning. Do you know how many people don't want to be made well? Do you know how many people I counsel that will not take my advice? And after, you know, you, they take your time and they go away and they still, don't, they, they still go and do their own thing. I'm telling you that drinking is not a great idea. He still goes and parties with the friends. Gets crazy. Okay. Why waste my time? You don't want to be made well. You don't, want to, you, you, don't want to, you don't want to change your speech. You don't want to change your attitude. You don't want to change anything. I mean, the question is, do you want to be made well? You've got to ask yourself because, you know, the truth is, let me tell you the truth for church. Let me tell you the truth. There is no mountain. Man's ignorance is his mountain. 
you broke because, not because nobody's trying to help you. It's because you keep on making the same mistakes over and over and over again. You're getting involved with the wrong people. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. You keep on walking around with men of a uncle slim and they keep on cheating people. I mean, you don't even ask the Holy Spirit, is this the right relationship? Is this the right deal? You're praying over nothing. You're just doing your own thing. I mean, if you really want to break into prosperity, listen, success leaves clues, man. For a marriage, for money, for anything that you need, for health even. Why was I getting fat? Because you wanted to. What are you getting for Christmas? You're getting fat for Christmas. That was me over all these years. I mean, like, what the hell? When are you going to stop eating? <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? I'm dealing with me. I must preach. I'm dealing with me. I'm dealing with my fact that I, I like cakes. And they don't help me with the sisters outside here when I come out here. And the reason why it's not getting better is because you're not exercising. Simple rule. Eat less, walk more. Eat less, walk more. Simple rule. It even took me 30, I'm 55, or a little more. It took me so many years to discover that. That you can't eat roti and curry every day. Now, I'm telling you now, the problem with me is this, and my body. I don't even eat that much, and it shows up. Some people are so thin, they eat fire, but it doesn't show up. Let me get in the scriptures. Let me get in the scriptures. I'm just dealing with the fact that why am I like in this condition my whole life? Why is this thing, why is this money thing not moving forward? It's because of ignorance. Why is my marriage not working? Well, you, you, you got to learn how to forgive. You got to move on. You got to learn how to communicate. You can't walk in a accuracy pass in your hasten and you throw all the toys out and you get mad and the whole house is in, in a mess because, you know, pass is so. Since when? The anger thing that you got to get rid of. There's so many things that is not right. You can't live from paycheck to paycheck, event to event. You're only happy with a guy if he brings back a contract. But if not, he's eating again chicken wings again for supper. Okay. He's, he gives an excuse. The sick man answered him, Sir, I have, no, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water stirred up, but while I'm coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. Let me give you some revelation. Let me give you revelation. Migration is moving from one location to another. I'm dealing with migration principles. Spiritual migration involves movement into a spiritual position or location that is in the perfect will of God for your life. A new position or location that pleases God and attracts His favor. Most Bible scholars agree that the feast celebrated was the feast of the Passover when Jesus got there. This house of Bethesda is the house of mercy. It's the picture of a church. Bethel, the house of God, is a picture of a church. Bethesda are all pictures, even Bethlehem, they're all pictures of a church with special characteristics derived from their names. So Bethlehem is house of bread. That's where Jesus was born, right? He came to bring revelation. The, this house 
majors on revelation. Jesus came as a word from the Lord. For in the beginning was what? The word. And the word was? With God. And the word was God. So Bethesda, house of provision. This house majors on meeting felt needs. So if I don't feel like, you know, there's, there's, there's the groceries. So, you know, I didn't get grocery. This church doesn't care. Because my need that I had hasn't been met. So they operate out of an event. So if, if we dished out bread, I'm going to that church. If there's grocery, I'm going there. If they're going to just have a little party, I'm going there. That's this house of, of, this is Bethesda. But when you come into the house of the God, the accurate position is the house of bread, which is Bethlehem, where we major on revelation. So this house has water. There's a pool. Water is a picture of the Word of God. So when God gives you the Word, you transition through His Word. Water as a symbol of the Word of God, uh, to leave Egypt, the nation had to pass through the Red Sea. Watch transitioning. You don't transition because there's an event. You don't transition because it's the 31st of December. You don't transition because you moved from nine, uh, 2019 to 2020. You transition because you received a word. So to leave Egypt, the nation had to pass through the Red Sea. It, Moses got raw revelation to open up that Red Sea. God had to give him revelation. To leave the world Egypt, you have to pass through the word. If you never receive the word of God, how will they know unless there's a preacher? I must preach the word of God because when you receive the word of God, you're able to get out of bondage and you can able to come into the promise. Come on, somebody. To leave the wilderness, the nation had to pass through the Jordan. To leave the inaccuracies of the wilderness, you have to pass through the word of God. There must be a word for your life. Please hear me today. You cannot be thinking about the 31st and a party. You've got to be asking yourself, what's the word I'm going to carry into the new year? You're not looking for an event. You're looking for revelation. Don't let the enemy mess with you and say, oh, that was a wonderful party on the 31st. I am training you for reigning. I am giving you a word so that in 2020 and beyond, any enemy that comes against you, you will be able to deal with that enemy effectively. Please shout and say amen. You triumph over demons through the word of God. And when the word of God is a polluted visions abort. You heard me. If you're getting an inaccurate word and the word is polluted, the vision in your heart will get aborted. It's in scripture. So, there's a great multitude around this, this pool, but none of them are getting the breakthrough permanently. In fact, stirred up, so we're speaking about a mega church. Doesn't matter how big the church is. Doesn't matter how big the church is. The church needs the word of God. The church is not looking for an event. You stirred up the water. This is a picture of a church with manifestation. So every time you'll find people come to a church because there's a, there's a miracle, uh, a man who does miracles, or there's a certain speaker that does certain things. So what are the people looking for? They're looking for an event because there's a manifestation. That's what they're looking for. That's inaccurate. Inaccurate because 
The pool had stagnant water. Water is a picture of the Word of God. An accurate church has a river, spirit-filled Word. Not a pool, which is a picture of the Word without the Spirit. The Holy Spirit in this place means that if I, if anyone has received healing in this place, as I'm preaching, anyone can get their healing as they're sitting there. The Holy Spirit doesn't need to come and stir something with through one man. The Holy Spirit, we, you watched us praying yesterday, Auntie Karen and everybody else walking through the aisles and praying that everyone who sits on these chairs, you watch them. They'll be delivered. They'll be set free. Why? You just need the Word of God in this place. The Holy Spirit is hovering over the Word that we are speaking in this place. And everyone's getting a breakthrough in this place. Everyone is walking in victory in this place. Because the same God that lives in me lives inside of you. Shout Amen in this church. So, the impotent people around there, this mega church was filled with blind, lame, and paralyzed dysfunctional believers. In fact, when the angel moved, the blind man could not see it. The lame man could not see it. The lame man could see it, but he could not walk into it. And the paralyzed man could not even crawl into the water. The only person who could get, who get, who, who could get well was someone who was well. That's, this could be more appropriately be called a house of torture. If God were to move in this church, the blind man would not see the move of God. The layman could not walk into the move of God. And the paralyzed man could not even crawl into the move of God. Yet when you're dealing with a house of revelation, if anybody who is a believer in this place, they can get up from their situation right now. They can walk in victory. This is the house of God. That means you can have a child. This boy comes before the exam starts and they're telling the, 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 the mother, this boy is not going to make it this year. Because he's, he's just, you know, he's been a problem. He can't understand concepts and he's playful and he's messing around. You're not going to pass him this year. I looked the boy in the, in the face. I said, come here. I said, do you understand in this church, nobody's a failure. Do you understand that in this church we're only raising up leaders? Now you're going to hear me today. You're going to be disciplined. You're going to go home. You're going to study. You're going to produce the results. And you're going to come back with a report that says you are a winner in this life. He's never had his father speak to him like that. I said, you hear me, young man? He says, yes, pastor. I said, you come back with results. I heard this week the boy's through. Over 50% passed the hand of God upon this. Why? Why? We're not tolerating the fact that they send you staying behind. Everybody in this house gets a breakthrough. All your children are coming through. Or oh, everybody, your financial breakthrough is in this house because we are living out of revelation. It's what God has said that gives you victory. You will not lay 38 years in no position. Your marriage can live. Okay, the husband that's about to come, he is going to be an awesome man of God. I don't have to go and fetch him in the nightclub. We're calling him by the word of God. God's going to create an opening for the men to come here that are God-fearing men, that we will have God-fearing families. Shout yes and amen. Including the woman. They're all Proverbs 31 women. Amen. 
Stop messing around. Trying to flaunt your stuff on social media. The man that's been watching on social media and watching you as a single lady. He's not liking your posts. He's not even your friend. But he's watching. Can I trust this woman? What does she look like? You keep flaunting your stuff. Listen to me, man. The reason why a stone is not rare, because you find them everywhere. The reason why a gem is rare, because you must go digging. Make him dig, honey. Make him go digging. Let him go and find the treasure on the inside of you. I need to move on. Angelic manifestation is inaccurate. This was a house of angelic manif manifestation, not Holy Ghost manifestation. Let me move on. I need to share. So, this, this guy says, look, no one can help me, but Jesus was, was not moved with compassion despite the sufferings of the multitude in the, in the pool of Bethesda. He came and he challenged this man to get up from his position and move. Change your position. This is a movement from a paralyzed, impotent, dysfunctional, religious position to a functional position in the kingdom of God. Take up, take your bed. It says, don't just leave that bed there anymore. Take up the bed. Disconnect from the place. If the man, let me get, get, the, get to the guy's case. If the woman doesn't want to get rid of the picture of her ex-boyfriend, she doesn't want to disconnect. And she wants you to. Tell her to bugger off. Okay, if he doesn't want to, tell him to bugger off. Am I allowed to say that? Oh, pastor, it's Christmas. Yes, you must learn how to understand that you need to break from the past completely. Some, some of you, the reason why you're in trouble is because your connection to the past is still somewhere there. You still know how to get in there. You still know how if I go through that body over there and I go through that one there, I can still get some cannabis so here we go Proverbs 30 verse 25 what am I doing for you in this season I'm challenging and I want to stir up inside of you everything that is dysfunctional everything is dysfunctional when God takes you to a place He prepares you in one place called the wilderness to take you into your promised land you cannot jump over the promise, uh, over the wilderness. Um, I asked Ronaldo, I said, Ronaldo, tell me about what it is that if you had to tell anybody about what, how to get to what you're doing right now. He just said, Pastor, I'll speak this word to them. Process, process, process. Because God has to take you through a, a process. God will always move you through a process. What am I doing with you in this season? The ants are a people, not strong. Yet, they prepare. Are you preparing for 2020? Are you really sitting down and saying, Lord, what must change in my life? What have I been through in the last 10 years that I need to learn a lesson from? Am I preparing for where I'm going to? 
Am I seeing what you want me to see? The answer a people not strong, yet they prepare. The word prepare made up of two words. Pre means before. Power means course. Before you set your course, before you go on a certain course, are you clear about vision? Are you clear about the direction? Are you clear about what you want from God for 2020 and beyond? Are you clear that it's not going to happen by accident? Are you clear that if you do not clear your own wardrobes, no one's going to do it for you? If you don't take out that offenses, if you don't deal with un unforgiveness, if you don't deal with bitterness, if you don't deal with who failed you in the last, you, you can't allow the last decade to define the rest of your life. You made mistakes, others made mistakes. You know, you've got to deal with the forgiveness and let it go. We've got too much to build. You cannot build your life on, I'm going to prove a point to you. No, prove a point to you. I've got to prove a point here. I've got to fulfill my purpose here. I've got a, God's got a plan for my life. How can I go and try and prove a point to the people? Your whole life. No. No. The ants are not as, they are a, they are a people not strong. So here's how God works. For the next 15 minutes, I want you to please get this. God will bring you out of bondage, child of God. Take you through a wilderness experience. Now hear me, the wilderness experience doesn't happen once. Jesus went through the wilderness for 40 days. But the Bible says you often return to the wilderness and prayed. Why? Prayer has got to do with the revelation equation. Prayer has got nothing to do with your money. Africa knows how to pray, but yet they broke. Prayer has got to do with the revelation equation. If you want to deal with finances, God's going to give you power to get wealth. You sow seed, you raise an expectation, and that's what God does. But when God takes you through the wilderness, and God does something with your life in the wilderness, the wilderness experience, you cannot ignore. You cannot override it. You cannot skip over it as a child of God. God is going to speak to you in the wilderness. That's, that's what the wilderness is for. It's called revelation. Moses is in the palace and he kills a man and runs and God chases him. Well, he runs off into the wilderness. He spends 40 years in the wilderness. Nobody's speaking to him. God not speaking. He, he believed with all of his heart it was over. He then has an encounter with God, the burning bush, and God starts to speak to him to take him into the next season. God speaks to him in the wilderness to move him into his next season. That means it wasn't the year 1954 and then 1955 it became better. No. We transition through revelation. Not year by year. It's not because 2020 is coming, it's going to be better. You're going to have to have a word from God. So God gives him a word and says, take the sandals from your feet because the place you're standing on is holy ground. He says, now then, who am I going to say sent me? He gives him revelation. He says, I am, tell them, I am is who you had an encounter with. So Moses, watch now, gets revelation. 
and he walks with the revelation into the next level. I'm going to repeat myself through different scriptures. I'm going to give you different witnesses in the scripture. Please hear your pastor today. There must be a word that God is giving you today that carries you from the wilderness into the promised land. Watch. That is my first one. Here's another one. Exodus chapter 25 verse 40. Moses goes and fetches the people. They go through the Red Sea. They enter back into the wilderness. Moses understands the wilderness. He comes into the wilderness. God stops the journey. Tells Moses, watch. He, he, he says, come up here for 40 days, 40 nights. He has an encounter with God. And God gives him a revelation of what the future is going to look like. And see to it that you make, according, make them according to the pattern which I sh- you are shown you on the mountain. So what God does is, when He's got you in a wilderness holding space, sometimes your wilderness looks like uh, you're out of a job. Sometimes you, you, you've been renting a place for such a long time. Sometimes uh, you, you've, been, you've been involved in something that is just not, you know, your marriage is in a struggle. You're in a fight. You're trying to figure out God's purpose for your life. God takes you from your job, takes you out of your busyness, cuts relationships that are going nowhere and he pulls you into what we call the wilderness and the process and the only reason why he has you in there is to give you the word and to prepare you for where you're going so he takes Moses he brings him revelation he says Moses this is the pattern, this is the ark of the covenant I'm showing you what the new testament is going to look like through Jesus Christ Joshua chapter 3 verse 1 Moses gets the revelation. He begins to see. He builds according to the pattern that God gives him on the mountain. And he shows it to the people. They build this ark and the tabernacle. And the presence of God comes every year. And revelation and God grants them favor. Moses does not make it onto the next level. Watch. God raises up a man by the name of Joshua. Then Joshua rose early in the morning and they set out from Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lodged there before they crossed over. They're getting ready to go into what God has promised. So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp and they commanded the people saying, when you see the Ark of the Covenant, when you understand the revelation, that Moses got in the wilderness. You are carrying, even though Moses is behind, you're carrying the revelation from what I spoke to you in the wilderness to take you into the promised land. And the priests, the Levites, and buried, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Go after the revelation. Go after the word that I'm speaking to you. That's why when you cross over, you cannot be going there because of a party. You are looking for the Word of God. Watch. Yet there shall be a space between you and it. Why? Because you've not passed this way before. I'm giving you a word. You don't wait for an event, the stirring of waters by angels, because, you know, New Year's Eve service was so awesome. Give me the word that God spoke. Because we transition through the Word of God. 
We take the Word of God and the Word of God changes us. And because God said it, we stand on His Word. Please say amen in this church. Please don't look for an event. Look for the Word. You want to hear from God. That's why I come. I, there's no preaching, going out, doing anything. I'm just sitting and listening to God and what God is saying for you and for this church for, the, for 2020. And God says, son, I am opening up things for God's, for my people. Things that are coming for you this year. Listen to me. They sent me a couple of pictures of what this, this banner should look like. And one of them was a guy with his hands trying to force open and say, uh-uh, wrong picture. Because this one's going to be supernatural with no sweat. Say with no sweat. Say no sweat. Say I'm stepping into a place of no sweat. Say my struggle days are over. You're entering into a struggle-free zone. Your zone that you're coming in. Glory be to Jesus. When you're traveling on a plane, they will tell you, we're coming through a rough space. There's some weather, bad weather storms over here. And it's not going to, you know, just buckle up because of where we're going to. It's going to get a little bumpy. They tell you to buckle up. That was the last decade, honey. You are coming into a place now where the Lord says, relax. There's a place of resting time coming for you. You are entering into a struggle-free zone. You and your family, you are coming in with the anointing. You are coming in with the Word of God. Is there anybody who's a believer in this place? This Word will work for everybody that believes the Lord. Shout yes and amen. Because you've not passed this way before. Have you seen 2020 already? You have not passed this way before. You can't be living off an event. Don't believe the lie that because it shifted from, from 1 minute to 12, 9, 2019, uh, 2019, and then a minute after, you know, midnight, 2020, now it's, it's new. It's nothing new. There's nothing new. You need a new mind. And it doesn't start in December the 31st. It starts today. I'm telling you as a church and as a people, the kingdom, I love it. I love it. Let me, let me, let me, let me say this. Matthew chapter 11, verse 1. This is good word this morning. You've got to hear me. The people who refuse to come to church and look for an event, they're never going to get it. Never, never. I don't frustrate myself with people like that anymore because they, they're looking for an event. And if I can just touch the hem of his garment, what's that? You were supposed to wear the hem of his garment. You were supposed to be the breakthrough for everybody else because you are a miracle walking. Every, it's normal. Miracles are normal for us. Favor's normal for us. We are walking wherever we go, doors open to us. We are the Word of God. We are the Word of God. Shout yes. Don't come and wait for somebody else to come as a special guest speaker. You are the special guest speaker. Jesus died for you. The Holy Ghost is on the inside of you. Prophesy over your own life. Now watch. Watch. If you study the Hebraic calendar, the last 10 years, when you study, as they speak about decades, yes, there's a year that is shifting, but the last decade is critical because the number stays the same for a decade. There's one number that stays the same for the decade. The decade, the last decade, 
the Hebraic word for that number was ayin, A-Y-I-N. That's what it meant. It was to see. God was opening up everybody's eyes to see. There's a generation that's starting to see that religion doesn't work. There's a generation starting to see that the people that want to put you under bondage, education systems, that you can start a business, that you don't have to be caught up with an education system that doesn't work. There's a generation that's beginning to see, look, the enemy is trying to open up your eyes to some perverted stuff as well. But God has been opening up the eyes of the church. Do you know it's in the last decade, the name of the church went from living life to kingdom life. Dr. Miles comes in, we host him one, one year. He gets up there, he says, I'm changing the name of the church from living life to kingdom life. I'm like, what does that mean? What's kingdom? He preaches about the kingdom. The same next month, I, I fly to Bahamas. I go to Chicago. I start developing. It took me 10 years to think and understand what this kingdom is all about. What was God doing? We haven't seen the full manifestation of it yet. All God did in the last 10 years was open up our eyes. Think about what you've been through. You found out who your husband is in the last 10 years. He opened up your eyes. All of a sudden, you discover that you don't have to go and have, you know, work for a company for 40 years and then get the bit of pension that, you know, government wants to come and dabble with and then give you a gold pin and say, oh, well done. There's a generation that says, ah, oh, I'm not living like that. Why? Their eyes have been opened. That you can change your life. That we can do things. The things that have been held from you, your eyes have been opened. Is there anybody that God opened up your eyes in the last 10 years? You need to ask yourself, what did he open up my eyes to? I can tell you the many things. My wife and I have been sitting with this thing and I'm dealing with some of the leaders. Open up your eyes to what God has been showing in the last 10 years. It's critical. Why? You're entering into a new decade. And the next decade, the word that governs the next 10 years is the word pay. P-E-Y. Pay. Like pay is what you say. You now have to govern your words because where we're going to now, the doors are going to open up because we say so. Someone's missed it. Everything that's going to happen for you in the next season, in the next decade, the ones that are going to walk in victory and walk on water are the ones that have learned how to speak right. Now you see, uh, uh, okay. it came to pass when Jesus finished commanding his 12 disciples, Matthew chapter 11 verse 1, that he departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities. And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, are you, are you the coming one or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said to him, go and tell John. So his disciples come to Jesus. Jesus is operating on a different level. John the Baptist is in prison and is about to be beheaded. Jesus is functioning on a different level because you live life on levels and we arrive in stages. So he's functioning on a different level and John is frustrated at the level that he's at. 
and he's looking up and seeing Jesus functioning and he's frustrated. He sends his disciples. He says, ask Jesus, is he the one? Because why am I here and him there? The blind see and the lame walk, Jesus says, go and tell him this. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. You cannot be offended anymore. That's baby, baby stuff. Because offended people do not go to the next level. You cannot be offended for nonsense in a church and get offended for people and their rubbish. Listen, listen, listen. As long as you have a family, the Bible is clear, offenses must come. You cannot get offended for rubbish. As they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John, this struck me this week. Listen to the questioning. What did you go out into the wilderness to? John represents the wilderness. When God got you in a place of holding, the question from heaven is, what do you see? What's the revelation? A reed shaken by the wind? But what? He speaks to him three times. He says, but what did you go out to see? He's trying to draw your attention. Do you know that three is the number of, of God's approval? So anytime God speaks three times, it's like you need to pay attention. God the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. It's God's approval. So he's speaking to him three times. He says, a man clothed in soft garments. Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what did you go out to see? When he put you in the wilderness, the question you need to ask yourself is, what did you see? When I was in, when I, you know, listen, trouble is going to come to you anyway because the drama in your life is either because you created it or someone else you invited into your life has created it for you. So the question is, what did you see? When we got into trouble on this land here and we got into the wilderness space, the question was, what do you see, son? Okay, so I looked to man and I thought it was a good idea and in my zeal, knowing that, you know, God is with us, all is good, trusting people, and you realize that the enemy is going to use people to create drama. So anyway, he found the gap, he used it. So now you put all your house in order and put things straight so that you don't have to get into any drama. What did you see? When God allowed the businesses to dry up and things to move, what did you see? Here's the revelation. A prophet, yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send a messenger before you, before your face, who will prepare you. The wilderness is a preparation. It's speaking to you about where you're going to. But if you don't get the revelation, if you don't see, you can't enter into the next level. Watch. Assuredly, I say to you, among those among those born of women, there was not even one risen, one greater than John the Baptist. But listen to the levels. He who is least in the kingdom of heaven is on the next level above John the Baptist. Even if you become the toe in the kingdom of God, because you got revelation in the wilderness, I set you up on the next level of the kingdom of God so you can function. Please say amen. Oh my God, the revelation in here is awesome. Because you then be, the, because you have revelation, because you, 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 your eyes see, you now get to take this revelation 
and carry it into the kingdom of God. Next verse. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you are willing to receive, it is he who comes to you. Okay, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. He who has ears to hear. The question you ask yourself, if I'm in a financial wilderness and it's dry, what do I need to know? If I'm single and there's no partner, listen to me, you do not attract what you want. You attract who you are. You put out all the list of what this man should look like. Do we know what you're becoming? Instead of looking for the partner, become the partner that you can give yourself. Would you like to go and stay with you? Would you like to marry you? Ask yourself. Would you really want to marry you? No, there's, you know, there's no, there's no good men out there. Can you just stop saying that? Because you're drawing what you're saying. What did you see in the world is when you're single and you desire a house? Everything, listen to me, for somebody who's got faith, all things become possible. And God will send a man that is kind, that's God-fearing, that's got vision from across the globe and come and love on you because you attract what you want. Oh, but the stats are showing that there are more women than men. So who's, so you, you're going to be the anomaly in the system. You, yours is going to be different to anybody else's. Why? When I was in the wilderness, I saw right. Question is, what do you see? Oh, I see myself single. Okay, then you stay on that level. Because when I see right on this level, I get to, promote to be promoted on the next level. I, even though I'm least on the next level, I'm still promoted. Please say amen. Let me give you final scripture. I'm good. Wait for me. I'll call you up. Hold on. Give me a moment. Let me finish. Acts chapter 28 verse 26. And then we're done. Acts chapter 28. Did I say 26? Acts chapter 8 verse 26. Thank you. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip saying, Arise and go toward the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is what? This is what? Read with me. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip saying, Arise and go toward the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is what? This is a wilderness. This is a wilderness. So he arose and went, and behold, a man of, of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority, under Candace, the queen of, of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury, had come to Jerusalem to worship. Was returning, and sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot, running on a whole nother level. Let me say that on 2020. You'll be running on a whole different level, honey. You're not going to be running like everybody else. The doors are going to open to you. God's going to get you to move on a whole nother level. Say, open up. I believe it with all my heart. Hear me. I believe it with all my heart. The kind of people that God's going to raise up in the season, you're going to find a tremendous era opening up to God's people. 
So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, Do you understand? Do you have revelation of what you are reading? Why? Because you're in the desert. Because you're going through the wilderness. Do you understand why you're in the wilderness? Do you understand that bribing people does not work? It's a curse. Trusting the Lord. Sleeping around with someone else for a deal. It's a curse. Do you understand why we're in the wilderness? He's getting ready to transition this boy. And he sends a prophet to him, a Philip to him, and he begins to speak to him. And he asks Philip, he says, how can I, unless someone guides me? Do you appreciate your pastor this morning for this word? Do you really appreciate the word this morning? Do you receive the word this morning from your prophet? Do you receive what the Lord is saying to you this morning? There's a reason why it's standing still, my God. There's a reason why. And he asks Philip to come up and sit with him. So the boy invites him. This eunuch invites Philip. He says, no, come sit in here. The place in the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, as a lamb before its shearer is silent. So he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And, he, and who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this? Of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at this scripture, preached, who's Jesus? Jesus is the revelation. He's the word. Preached Jesus to him. Now as they went down the road, were they in the desert? Was it desert? What did they get next? After the revelation comes the water that you're looking for. The thing that you're looking for comes after you receive revelation. After you get understanding, he says, so here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? The baptism is not just getting to the water. Many people were baptizing as leaders at the time. And what they would do is the people would come and sit by whoever is the leader and listen what his doctrine is. They find out, what do you believe? And so when, the, when, they, when I receive from you, I said, what you believe, I'm going to believe. Jesus wasn't the only one. John wasn't the only one baptizing. Many people were baptizing. They were leaders. They said, I, I am the thought leader of this thing. And so if I receive that, I then allow you to baptize me. I am baptized into your doctrine. This man's whole mind shifted. He didn't wait for 2020. He didn't wait for a new year. He was looking for revelation. He said, here's the water. And he got baptized into the doctrine. And his life changed. Your mind must shift. God is dealing with people that have been living on one level for all their lives. And he's calling you to come to the kingdom. And if you just got a little bit of revelation, the least that he would give you, you get to live on the next level. Because if you're least in the kingdom, you're still greater than John the Baptist on one level. Then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he said, and he said, he answered and said, 
I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and he baptized him into a new dog. That man's life changed not because of a new year. It changed because he changed his thinking. He repented. He changed his mind. Hear the word of the Lord. Please, don't even call for, it's going to get better next year. Rubbish! Until you change. Don't expect change. Until I need to change. Broke is what I'll carry with me the rest of my days. Until I begin to believe that I need to go and study and change my mind and discover my gift and begin to get involved in the system of God's word and, his, and serve people and develop my life. How am I ever going to come to the next level? How? How are you ever going to come up and change your life? You, never, you, don't, you, don't, you, you don't even want the dog to move your remote from your TV that you watch in for, all the time watching your favorite team playing soccer. When are you even going to just change it a little bit? Who, who moved my chair? There's some people, your comfort has been your biggest problem. It's becoming a curse for you because you don't want anybody to tell you to come early to church, leave late, serve somebody, do something that you've never done before. Your comfort can become a curse. Because nobody must disturb your peace. God can't ask you to sow special seed, give more money, sow some, serve someone else. No, no, this is my comfort zone. This is uncomfortable. But the point is, I was willing to go. And so were you. You were here. So praise the Lord. But we were willing to become uncomfortable to get the will of God done in our lives. Please. Stop looking for your comfort. I'm asking the Lord to disturb your comfort. Get up from that bed. We've laid in that one room, in that same room all these years. The last four weeks, I'm out of my room and staying in an uncomfortable place. Why? We're renovating the other. So when I move in, I'll call her Sarah. Oh, you missed the moment. Some of you are so upset that somebody's even sitting in your chair this morning. Can't disturb your Sunday morning. When can God shake you up? When can you get a message that will tell you that this thing that you're doing is not right? It's called wilderness. And when revelation drops, the water appears. When God gives you revelation, water appears. What am I doing? I'm being baptized into the new thing that God has got for me. Let me announce it in the heavenlies. Your life will never be the same again. I'm starting today and I'm telling God, this is what you're looking for, what you're praying for in the season. That God's going to speak to you now in your wilderness moment. That before this year is up, you're going to get a word from the Lord. You're not waiting for the stirring of a New Year's Day. You are starting right now. 
that the revelation is going to be poured upon your life, your home, your marriage, your business, your future. I'm asking God to speak to you. You are being, we are training you for reigning. You are not going to live a slothful life anymore, full of dysfunction, going anywhere, doing your own thing. This is your new season that God is dealing with you on every level. Your days of living in wilderness territory is gone in the name of Jesus. You are coming into a new season of breakthrough and understanding by the Spirit of God. Your marriage will not be the same again. Your children can never be the same again. Even the place where you're going to stay, God is saying to some of you, start packing up those boxes. Start cleaning up because we're going somewhere. Someone needs to understand a, the people, the, the, the answer are a people not strong, yet they prepare. Is there anybody that God is preparing in the season to come into a new season, to come into a new day, to begin a walk with victory? to walk with peace, to walk with prosperity. Is there anybody that God is speaking to this morning that needs to stand up and say, God, I need help from my life. I need the dysfunction to go. I need peace. I need to progress with you. I'm tired. I'm looking back at this last 10 years and I know I need change in my life. I need change in my home. I need change in my attitude. I need change in my marriage. I need change in my mind. Oh God, forgive me for the unforgiveness Forgive me for the bitterness in my life. Forgive me, I need a new day. Is there anybody in this house that will lift their hands towards heaven and begin a transition? The next 10 years are coming and you cannot stop it, says the Lord. The question is how long are you going to lay in that position that's so inaccurate? How long? Heaven's asking, do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? You come out head first with a mind that is renewed towards men, towards husbands. What you say about a man, what you're saying about your father. If you keep on saying that I'm going to remain single, that's your portion. But if you believe that there is a man that's God-fearing, that would love you just the way you are and receive you just the way you are. If you believe that even though you lost a business in the last 10 years, that God's going to re resurrect seven for you. Seven businesses. That you're going to recover seven times. For everything that you've lost, is there anybody that will get the revelation this morning? By the Spirit of God. Lift your hands if you need, if you've been in the desert. Lift your hands only if you've been in the desert and you know you need revelation. Only those that want that need revelation. Lift your hand. That know that God, I need to know which way to go. And I need help this morning. Father, for the hands that are lifted this morning. I'm asking that you would pour out revelation. I'm asking that you would speak to every heart and to every mind. My Father, you're an awesome God. You are merciful. You have a plan for everyone. We refuse to live on this level anymore. We're coming out from this level, this level of offense, unforgiveness, bitterness, hatred, gossiping, lying, cheating. We're coming out of this level. 
We're looking for a kingdom revelation that will bring us to the water and the next level. You're opening up doors that no man can shut. You're making a way where there seems to be no way. And I'm asking you, Lord, we're not looking for an event. We're looking for the revelation. And we're going to pay attention to the revelation. And we all agree and say, Amen and Amen.